0: Hello everyone, my name is Amy and I'm a girl on a mission to become the best version of myself in every aspect of my life and hopefully inspire a few of you to do the same. This podcast will be full of real, raw and honest moments on my journey to loving myself and creating my dream life. So whether you are looking to grow with me or just want to join us on this journey, welcome to Girl on a Mission. and welcome back to another episode of the Girl on a Mission podcast. I am feeling super excited and energized by today's podcast topic. Today, I'm going to be talking all about money mindset and manifesting money into our life. One of my big goals at the moment is to manifest more money and abundance into my life and to let go of some of my limiting beliefs around money. I feel like in so many ways I have been holding myself back from welcoming the abundance into my life and I'm ready to fix that this has been one of my goals for a while and it's really funny because I hadn't told anyone about it but as I started to focus a little bit more on manifesting more money and abundance into my life a friend of mine reached out and said that they had this book that they thought I would like to read and the book is called you are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero and I hope I've said that name right this book has been so insightful I've been reading it for the past maybe two weeks now and I am loving it I'm only a few chapters in but as I was reading it I was like this is such useful information I would love to create some podcast episodes around this and to share what I'm learning with you guys to hopefully help you manifest more money into your lives as well as myself I have known about Money Mindset for quite a while now and last year I listened to a really great episode of a podcast all about it and it really opened up to my eyes to the way we view money and what we think about money. And last year I started to kind of rewrite some of those narratives and analyse the things that I was saying and thinking about money. I often thought that there was never enough money, that I always was losing money, money was being taken from me. I never thought about the fact that money flows and it comes straight back to me. Money is like a boomerang, you spend it and you receive it. It is always flowing. Money is essentially just an energetic transaction. You give and you receive. And when you think about money that way, as energy that flows through you rather than something that you are losing. It is crazy how it can transform your whole mindset around it. I no longer feel like I'm losing money when I spend money. I feel like I am giving away energy and I'm receiving energy in return. And I actually spoke about this a little bit in the last podcast episode with Kaylee saying how a lot of people, when they say you want to save money, say stop buying coffees out. You can save like $2,000 a year. How great's that? But... When I get a coffee out with a friend or a partner, yes, I am spending that money on a coffee, but that is energy that I am spending and I am receiving so much energy in return and valuable energy of the interaction I have with my friend, the interaction I have where I receive this delicious crafted coffee that tastes so much better than a coffee I could make at home. I get so much energy back from that transaction. And a lot of the time we don't think about what we receive in return for the money we spend. We think, oh, that was so expensive. That cost me so much money. Oh, my goodness. But we don't think about what we got in return. Like, yes, it might be more expensive for a better pair of runners. But in return, we gain the fact that our feet don't get sore when we go for long walks or if you're wearing them for work when you're on your feet all day you don't feel in pain and you don't get shooting stabbing pains up your legs it improves your posture it improves so many other things in your life whereas if you had bought a cheap pair of runners from Kmart and you're wearing them for long walks you would get sore feet a sore back it would impact your posture poorly and then you'd probably need to go spend more money at a chiropractor physio or myotherapist to fix the damage that these cheap runners had done to your body because you were doing a low energetic transaction and you didn't believe that you were valuable enough to deserve good quality runners that would benefit you. You didn't look at the benefit you get from spending that higher amount of money. And that is where it comes into the energy idea. You are getting more energy back in return for spending that higher amount of money. Now, that's not always the case. Say you are... Only working a few hours a week, you're only earning a couple hundred dollars, you've still got to pay rent, groceries, all of those other things, but you see all your friends are buying designer purses, and you go, oh my goodness, I'm worthy of a designer purse, I deserve it, and you spend $2,000 on a designer purse, but you can't pay your rent, and then you feel guilty afterwards, you feel bad, you go, why did I do that, that was stupid, I'm silly, I'm so dumb, I'm terrible at handling money and it brings you all of these negative thoughts in return, that becomes a low energetic transaction. You are losing something by doing that. You are feeling guilty and feeling bad and like you shouldn't have spent that money and that is not what we want at all. So our money mindset is comprised of all of the things we think about money, how we view money and all of our beliefs around it. There are two kinds of money mindset. There is the scarcity mindset, where you feel like money doesn't come easy to you, there's never enough money, you have to work really hard to get money, money can't come to people easily, and people who have money are terrible, greedy people. Or there is the abundance mindset, where you feel like money flows to you, you're a magnet for money, it comes to you so easily, And it is never ending. There is always more money. You can afford anything you like. And you see the good and value in money. You see that money is a tool that can be used for incredible things. You can buy things that make you happy. You can donate to charities that are important to you. It's this wonderful tool rather than this evil monster. Now, this is comprised of two main things. One, how do we view money? and two, what are our money beliefs? So I wanna break down both of those topics individually and go into a little bit more detail on how we formed those ideas and how we can break them down and create new money narratives in our mind to switch from that scarcity mindset into the abundance mindset and attract more wealth into our lives. So the first part is how do we view money? A lot of the time we view money as this horrible thing used for evil. When we think of people with lots of money, we think of businesses not paying their employees properly just to save a bit of money. We think of oil and gas companies polluting the earth without a care in the world, all because it makes them big money. We think of that filthy rich billionaire driving his Fancy car, going above the speed limit because he thinks he's above the law, because he's just such a tosser. He treats service people poorly because he thinks they are beneath him. He is rude to everyone he meets. He is greedy. He'll do anything to save a quick buck. He is this encapsulation of everything that we think is wrong with rich people. And I'm sure you've heard or even regularly used the saying money doesn't buy you happiness what really matters in life is spending time with loved ones laughing with good company and skipping into the sunset holding your lover's hand (laughs) or a number of other things that money just can't buy but why does it have to be one or the other why can't you have both if you desire to be wealthy and live a life full of abundance it doesn't mean you shall never again spend time with loved ones or stop and smell the roses. In fact, it's quite the opposite a lot of the time. With more money, you will be able to afford to spend even more time on those things that so-called matter in life. You will be able to afford to go on holidays with loved ones, not have to pick up that extra shift at work to pay your rent, but instead spend the afternoon in a park playing with your dog or children. You'll be able to afford the things and experiences required to experience the life lived to the fullest. No more having to say no with going out for drinks with friends because you just can't afford it. No more working on Christmas because the money is too good to pass up and you need that money to afford everyone's Christmas presents. Even though Christmas Day is the only time you get to spend with your family all in the one room together. You can live a full and happy life with more money. So they aren't mutually exclusive things. It's not like you can have lots of money or you can be really happy. You can have money and be happy at the same time. We often feel that people who want to earn bucket loads of money are these greedy, filthy monsters. So we make statements like, I don't want that much money, just enough to live comfortably. Because the idea of being perceived as this money hungry, greedy person scares us so much. I actually was sharing some of the things I'd been learning in this book with my partner, Jamie, on the weekend. And I mentioned how we think that these People with money are evil and greedy and it's just not true. We're allowed to want to earn money. We're allowed to want to be rich. And he said to me the exact same thing that I'd read in this book. Oh, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be able to afford the things I want in life. And I said, well, that's an okay thing to want. But why did you need to say at the start of it, I don't want to be rich? Why can't you just say... I want to have enough money to live happily and afford all the things I desire in life. It's like we feel like by saying, oh, I don't want to be rich. We are separating ourselves from that idea of being evil. We're saying, no, I'm humble. I don't want all that money because I'm not a horrible person. I'm a grounded person. I'm humble. I live a humble life. And you can have all those things. You can be grounded and live a humble life and have lots of money. Money doesn't mean you're a bad person. I mean, I'm sure we have all experienced a time in our life where a friend of ours has something new and exciting. Maybe it's a awesome brand new car with all the bells and whistles and they let you drive it and you think, wow, this is the best car I have ever driven. I need something like this in my life. How have I been living without reverse cameras and Apple play and assisted steering for so long? And you leave your friend thinking, I need a car like that in my life. I'm gonna save up and get myself one of those. And you're feeling so good about your decision. You're feeling sure. You go, yes, this is a good, valuable spend. I will love this car. I need this car in my life. And then you catch up with a different friend and they are driving the same old beaten up car they have had forever because they feel that there is no need for a new car. They don't value all of those bells and whistles that your other friend's car had. And they're preaching on what's the point in one of those new cars, mine works just fine. I don't need assisted steering. I can steer for myself. I don't need Apple play. I have an aux cord. I don't need a reverse camera. I'm just a good driver. And you are left feeling guilty, greedy, and downright dirty for ever wanting to upgrade your perfectly fine car in the first place. In life, there will always be conflicting opinions and information on every decision you choose to make in life, especially about something as controversial as money. Depending on who raised you, the society you grew up in and the people you surrounded yourself with, our minds are littered with people's thoughts and perceptions of money, like our own personal blueprint. All that matters is what is true for you, what makes you happy And what you value, for example, if a new car has never interested you and you don't see the value in them, there is no point in spending thousands of dollars just to keep up with everyone else because they were all doing it. You don't need that fancy new car if you don't see the value in it and it won't make you happy. It won't bring energy into your life. It will deplete you of energy because you'll buy it and you'll feel dirty. You'll go, I didn't need this. That was a waste of money. That was stupid. I should have invested that money. I should have spent that money on something else. Why did I feel the need to keep up with everybody else? Or on the flip side, if you have always wanted a new and shiny car, yet everyone keeps telling you it's a waste of money, but to you, it's not. You don't need to listen to them. You know what is a good energetic transaction for you you know if you spend money on that new amazing car that every day you get in it and you drive it to work you are going to be filled with energy you are going to feel amazing about that money you spent and it is going to bring so much value into your life so don't listen to someone else because they have been brought up in a completely different society and circumstances they might have come from a completely different wealth class that doesn't understand the wealth class you were brought up in. Maybe they think that money is super hard to come by. Their parents always drove the same car because to them, it wasn't worth spending that big amount of money on a big ticket purchase like that. They had other bills to pay that were more important and they didn't see the value in new shiny cars and they never needed anything more in life. And so they view things like that. And that is okay because that is their blueprint, but it is not yours. Money at the end of the day is energy. And we often think when we are spending our money that we are giving it to someone and they are taking it from us. But like we spoke about before, in reality, money flows through us. We got that money from someone and we are going to give it to someone else who will pass it on again to someone new. It flows through all of us. Remember, it's a boomerang. You spend your money and you receive your money. It always comes straight back. I'm sure there've been times in your life when you completely empty out your bank account and you feel like you will never have money again. You're in this high stress situation. I can't afford my bills this month. I have no money. What am I going to do? I'm never going to have any money to pay these bills. But then your next payday rolls around or even your birthday or whatever and you are handed more money again. Money always comes back to us. You spend it, you get it back. There will always be another payday, another birthday where people give you money, another friend who might owe you money and repays that to you. So allow the money to flow through you. Let yourself be a vessel for abundance rather than scarcity. I love this quote from the book. It is a healthy desire for wealth is not greed. It is a desire for life. We often think, Like I said, that you are greedy for wanting all this money, but you aren't greedy. You just want to live a life full of abundance, opportunities. You want to go and travel the world and not be worried about where you're going to sleep for the night because you don't have enough money. You want to be able to shout your friend's coffee or dinner or pay back your mum's car loan that's been hovering over her head for years. Money is amazing. You can do so many incredible things with it. And often we think that we don't deserve that money because there are people out there with less money than us. And we think there's not enough money to go around. If I have all this money and I become this rich person, then there won't be enough money for the next guy. But that's not true. We often think of the people who live in third world countries and how they live A very different life to us and we feel guilty for having this incredible wealth in our life but in reality with that money you can do incredible things you can donate to charities that are important to you you can give money to those in need you can use money to help and do incredible things it doesn't have to be something that is used for evil it can often be used for amazing things People do terrible things with and for money, but money is not the terrible thing. A money mantra try to change how you perceive money and people who have lots of it is I love money because I love myself. Think it, feel it, write it down. I love money because I love myself. Right now, I want you to think about all the reasons that you deserve money, whether it be because you want to be a more giving person, You want to buy more amazing presents for the people in your life to show them how much you value them. Maybe it's because you want to start up a new charity for a cause that you're really passionate about. You feel you deserve money because you know that you will use money for incredible things. Maybe you feel you deserve money because you are a caring person, you are giving, you are kind and you feel like you deserve money in your life. You deserve to live a life full of abundance because you are an incredible person. It could even be as simple as, because I'm a human, I deserve money. Because I am alive, I deserve money. It can be that simple. We all deserve money and you didn't have to do anything to deserve that money. Then think about all of the beautiful things that have happened in this world because of money. Whether it be Dolly Parton funding the vaccine research in America and creating a vaccine. That's amazing. She used her money for something really good and really exciting. Whether it be all of the money that was donated to the bushfire appeals in Australia last summer to help rebuild after the devastating damage the fires caused. Whether it be you were able to go to school and get an education. It can be the smallest thing. Maybe you were able to buy your mother flowers and it meant so much to her that she was crying and she felt so happy and grateful. That is an amazing thing that money brought into your life. We can't live without money. And that is just a fact. You could try and live under an apple tree next to flowing water and eat the apple and drink the water. But eventually you would get bored and you would want to move on. You would get cold at night and need shelter and something to keep you warm. We all have expenses. We all need to pay our bills so we have a roof over our head to keep us warm, wear clothes, buy food, pay for our cars so that we can get to work and earn more money to pay for these things. That is just a fact of life, but that doesn't mean that money can't bring around so many incredible experiences. Think of all of the awesome experiences and things that money will bring into your life. What do you want to use money for? Maybe you want to pay for a holiday for you and your whole family because your mum has never been to America and she's always wanted to go. Maybe you want to get a new laptop that doesn't crash every five minutes like your current laptop. Maybe you want to pay for a coach to help up level your life and make you feel better about yourself. There are so many incredible experiences and things that money can bring into your life. And once we appreciate those things that money brings into our life, it really changes how we view money money is not this evil terrible thing we put that onto money and it's so weird to think that we do that because could you imagine if we did that for another object Could you imagine if everyone saw cars as this really terrible thing because so many people have crashes and die in cars, there's so many car accidents. If we went, oh, those evil automobiles, you know, so many people die because of them. So many people get killed on the roads because of cars, darn cars. But realistically, cars are an amazing things. Cars get us to where we need to go. Cars allow us to travel to work that is further away from our home to earn money. Cars allow us to go on road trips across the country. Cars do so many amazing things and instead we choose to focus on those rather than the bad side of cars. Because we know and understand that cars are not an evil object. Cars are not what causes car crashes. People driving poorly, driving drunk, That is what causes car accidents. It's how people use that object that causes terrible things, not the object that is the terrible thing. So why don't we do that with money? Money is just an object. We give it value and we demonize it for the value that we have given it. So if you're ready to let go of that, think about how you being rich will benefit others. What will you do with that money? Will you pay off your mom's mortgage? Will you buy a gift for your best friend? Will you have a new amazing car? Think about how it will feel having more money in your life. Think about specific things you will spend that money on. For me, I'm trying to attract wealth and abundance into my life and I would love to buy a brand new car. I have loved my car for so long And I had this really silly belief about my car, kind of like the example I spoke about before, where I thought, oh, it's such a waste of money. I don't care what my car looks like. It just gets me from A to B. I'm going to keep this car for as long as I can because it works perfectly fine and I don't need an upgrade. And that was fine. But that was coming from a scarcity mindset because to me, spending my hard-earned money on a new car when the car I had now worked perfectly fine, scared the living daylights out of me. And what a waste of money. If it ain't broken, don't fix it, is what I was thinking. And then once I drove my boyfriend's brand new car that had amazing Apple play and it was so smooth and nice to drive, I realized that that is something that I would like in my life. I would like a new car. And not to mention my car at the moment is manual and that frustrates me to no end in traffic. I hate getting stuck in traffic with my car because I'm always changing gears. It is so unenjoyable to drive. And so I want an automatic car so that then I enjoy driving places more. I don't mind when I get stuck in traffic. I can feel relieved being in traffic going, oh, easy. All I got to do is press the accelerator. So that's some of the things that I want to spend money on. And because those things are important to me, I have decided to not let anyone else make me feel guilty about wanting to spend my money on that. I know how much happiness that will bring to my life being in traffic and not having to deal with changing gears. That will make my life so much better. But sometimes I still let things creep in. I see all my friends still driving the same cars that they have had since I've had my car. And I go, oh, is it stupid to spend money on a car? Everyone else is saving money by not buying a new car. People are always saying a car depreciates in value the minute you buy it. You're always losing money on cars. They're a bad investment. But I don't let what they're doing influence my decisions around spending money anymore. They are not me. I know what will bring value into my life and I now choose to respect that rather than giving myself bullshit excuses for why I can't buy a car. Like, oh, I don't need it. My car works fine right now. I want a new car and that is okay to say. I am going to prioritise buying a new car. The second thing that creates our money mindset is our money beliefs. So I love the quote, your external world is a mirror of your internal world, which essentially just means what you think and believe deep down will create your reality and It kind of is a little bit like manifesting, but also not in terms of just science. I love the example of, say, there is a little five-year-old boy and he is sitting in prep and he messes up a maths equation and his teacher says to him, oh, you're not very good at maths. You got that one wrong in a joking way. He takes that on. He interprets it. Then a year later, he makes another mistake on a math question and he's marking it himself and he goes, oh, it's all right, I'm not very good at maths. Then a few years later, he does a big test and he gets a few questions wrong and he goes, oh, it's okay, I'm not very good at maths. Then a few years later, he's at home with his sister and she teases him saying, you're so stupid, you aren't even good at maths, you only got a B. Him not understanding that a B is actually a good mark He affirms this by going, yep, that's right, I'm not very good at maths, because that is the perception that he has grown about himself. Fast forward a few years, he's in high school, he's doing a maths class, and the teacher is teaching something that's complicated. He finds it hard, he's struggling with it. Rather than persevering and asking for help off the teacher and working through it and trying to get better at this difficult maths, he goes... No, it's okay, I'm not good at maths, I'm not going to be able to do it, I'll just leave it. And right then and there, because of what someone said back years ago when he was five years old, he created a belief that he wasn't good at maths, and now as an adult, he's letting that belief stop him from being good at maths, whether or not it was true, if he was bad at maths or not, because he has decided that he is, he will now not let himself push through that Keep trying harder to become better at mass because why bother? He's decided he isn't good at it. Beliefs are really complicated, especially when it comes to our desire for wealth creation and wanting to attract more abundance and money into our life. Because often our conscious mind is willing to accept money and desires and to be rolling in money and living a lavish lifestyle of the rich and the famous. But our subconscious mind is holding us back. No matter how much you think your conscious mind is ready to earn money and become rich, if your subconscious mind is holding on to limiting beliefs, you will never be able to. So the subconscious mind can be quite tricky because we don't really know it. We don't know that side of ourselves. It lays beneath the surface, but it controls most of our decisions and what we believe about ourselves. So for example, if you saw your parents always fighting over money and it slowly led to your family falling apart, which meant a messy divorce, your parents being angry and sad all the time and you feeling hopeless. Your subconscious probably believes that money will do that to you, that you and your partner, if you get lots of money, you'll fight over it. You'll break up, it'll tear you apart. Money equals being sad. Money equals being angry all the time and feeling hopeless and that becomes part of your subconscious so you hold yourself back from earning money and taking in that abundance because you don't want to turn into your parents who fought over money all the time i love the way that jen explains your subconscious in the book she calls it the little prince she says it's like a seven-year-old prince who suddenly becomes king when his father dies he is running your adult life based on information that he gathered and processed while doing somersaults and pulling his pants down on the front yard. Because your subconscious mind is formed up until the age of seven. That's it. Everything you experienced up until the age of seven forms your beliefs and what you think. You were born without any attitudes or beliefs about money. You were a blank canvas ready to be painted on by the people around you in life and the society you grew up in. You based your truth about money on what you learn from the people around you and the experiences you have. All of this information flows into your subconscious mind before you have time to develop a filter and the ability to analyze the information coming in, which is a really important thing to think about. When you're that young, you just see black and white. You can't interpret deeper into what you are seeing. So if we use that example again of mum and dad always fighting over money, you can't be like, Hold on a minute. Just because mum and dad fight about money all the time doesn't mean money is bad. It could mean he's jealous that she makes more than he does or that she wants him to pay more attention to her so she picks fights with him. When you're a kid, all of this information comes through a much simpler kid-sized perspective, meaning you take what's right in front of you at face value. So with this example where you grew up seeing your parents fight about money, you might believe that Money equals fighting, equals scary and equals bad. Or if I make money, I will be yelled at and unlovable. Or maybe even money scares the hell out of me because it looks like someone's about to get hit every time the topic comes up. And all this information gets lodged in your subconscious mind and it covers the truth, the reality that money was not the problem there were other things going on, but it will remain there for the rest of your life unless you reprogram it. This subconscious belief will hold you back from creating the life you desire, which is so sad when you think about it. Something that you just saw as a kid is now stopping you from living this life full of abundance that you desire. Something to think about when it comes to your subconscious is there's a few main things about it. One, it's primal. It is trying to protect you at all times. It is thinking about survival so if you are going to do something that is slightly scary and out of the normal for you often your subconscious will say hey now stop that don't do that that's scary we don't know the outcome of that and we don't know if we could die if we do that so it will hold you back you don't want to risk trying and failing or trying and succeeding At losing weight, getting rich, or having a new opinion, a new love of your life, a new strut in our step for the fear that the people we love will reject us when we change. While this may work for a little kid who's doing the best he can to survive, it sucks for an adult because it holds you back from doing the things you truly desire. Another thing about the subconscious is it's sneaky. Often you don't even know it's in action. You have no idea that it's what is holding you back. Say you get offered a new job and it's got this massive salary package that comes with it, but it's a really easy job and it's only a few hours a week. You might see that and your subconscious will kick in and go, Oh, I don't trust it. It's a scam. I have always believed that you have to work really hard in life to get money. And with this job, I don't have to work that hard, but I'd be making heaps of money. That's scary. I don't trust that and right then and there in that situation your subconscious is letting the limiting belief that you have to work hard to earn your money creep in and take over so it stops you from saying yes to this job and it thinks of some crappy excuse to get out of it like i'm gonna say i don't want this job because the hours don't suit my current schedule you don't even know that you're saying no because of what your subconscious is thinking. It doesn't even cross your mind. You will feed yourself a lie in your conscious mind saying, "Mm, the hours don't work for me. I just can't make it work. I can't have that job. When in reality, your subconscious mind is being super sneaky and holding you back. Another thing about your subconscious is it does not want to be dethroned. So thinking about that little prince again, he will have a full on temper tantrum if it looks like things are headed that way let's say you made a bold decision to quit your job as a kindergarten teacher and to open a daycare business of your dreams you put very clear and no-nonsense financial goals firmly in place set about securing a loan to rent out a space you come up with a name for the daycare and you neatly get all your ducks in a row meanwhile beneath the surface if you believe that struggling is more noble than succeeding because that's what your parents taught you, and that everyone who loves you will judge and abandon you when you're rich, your subconscious mind might attempt to protect you by you suddenly getting really sick. Or maybe you start picking fights with people who can help you by making you procrastinate or make terrible investments. Or spend all the money that you were getting for this loan on stupid things that you don't need. When you decide that you don't want to listen to that little prince anymore, he will get angry and he will try and hold you back. It's that flight or fright response. And our subconscious often goes with the flight option. I love this quote. The walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favourite excuses which is such a powerful quote because when i heard that quote it opened my eyes up to all of the excuses that i have constantly been making to myself to stay in my comfort zone i rarely ever step outside of it because it's warm and cozy and beautiful but it has been holding me back from living the life i desire for example last year i was manifesting a raise at one of my jobs um, that i do social media for Because I know that I get paid a lot less than a normal social media and marketing manager would. I was manifesting this money and manifesting it and manifesting it. But I wasn't taking aligned action and stepping outside of my comfort zone and asking for that raise. Because I didn't believe I was worthy of it because I have no qualification in social media and marketing. And why would they want to pay me as much as they pay someone with a qualification? If I ask for a raise, they'll notice that and then they'll just say they don't want me to do it anymore. I didn't see the value that I had brought them as a company, how I had doubled their following amounts, their engagement was through the roof, how we were constantly on the up and up. All I saw was the fact that I wasn't worthy of a raise because I didn't have a qualification and I held myself back from what I desired. By trying to protect myself from my fears of being rejected And them saying no to a raise I was stopping myself from experiencing a fully evolved amazing life and that's really sad that I was the one who said no to myself like that quote I said in last episode stop saying no to yourself and let others say no to you I didn't even give them the chance of saying no we don't want to give you a raise because I never asked I decided in my own head, they're going to say no, I'm not worthy, why bother asking? Now, if you feel like you have some really limiting beliefs around money, you need to look at the words that you are using. Our perception of reality is greatly influenced by our words. Words bring our thoughts and beliefs to life and help us anchor them into our realities through perception. If you keep telling yourself, I am too stupid to handle money, I have no idea what to do with lots of money, if I have it, then you will stop yourself from knowing what to do with money. You won't listen to that podcast about how to budget properly because what's the point? You have no idea how to handle money. Nothing's going to help because of the words you're telling yourself. The more you tell yourself you are incapable of earning money and you don't know how to do it, the more you will believe it. And then the more you will act like someone who is too stupid to earn money and who doesn't know how to handle the money they have. What comes out of your mouth comes into your life. And we are creatures of habit. We love to say the same things over and over. How many times have you told yourself you are too broke to do X, Y, Z? Your friends want to go out for dinner. I'm too broke. You want to buy a new top that you've been looking at for months, but I'm too broke. You're not broke. You just don't want to spend that money. And so by saying you're broke, you're telling your subconscious mind you're broke and it's starting to believe it. It's going, yes, I'm broke. I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. That's who I am. That's my identity, a broke person. So when you earn heaps of money, you'll probably spend heaps of that money because you're broke and you need to be broke. So your subconscious does things like wishy-washy spend money on things you don't really want to get you back to that state of being broke because that's who you believe you are. Another thing that really can influence our beliefs around money is our thoughts. Words, thoughts and beliefs are so greatly interconnected. Our words create our thoughts and our thoughts create our beliefs. And it's another cycle, once we have beliefs, we reaffirm those beliefs with our words, which reaffirm those thoughts, which create even deeper beliefs about our money mindset if you are always having the same thoughts about money people who have lots of money are evil or maybe who even has that much money i always find myself thinking who can spend that much money on something like that or that's a lot of money for a dining table thoughts that i'm always having throughout the day And They are creating my money beliefs. I'm thinking who has that much money when I look at the house that I want And then if I'm thinking who has that much money Well, it's definitely not going to be me then because I don't know who has that much money That's me reaffirming the belief that having that much money isn't possible. I don't know anyone with that much money So it's not going to be me because it's not possible. It's not real. And I'm gonna stop myself from getting to the point where I have that much money and I can afford the home of my dream. If you want to break your beliefs around money, you need to become aware of what your limiting thoughts and beliefs are about money. Once you've discovered what they are, you need to question them and investigate them. Then you need to rewrite them. So rewrite them in your brain so you can think a different way Then say it out loud and proud. So this is an exercise from the book. Now, she gives a really good few examples of this, so I'd love to share them with you. So if your unhelpful thought around money is, money can't buy happiness, let's question that. What makes me happy? Answer, hanging out with people I love, grilled cheese sandwiches, being loved and loving others, laughing my ass off, giving great gifts, traveling, hiking, playing with my dog, taking road trips, listening to music, drinking beer, having my own business, leaving huge tips, freedom, getting massages. Let's question that even further. Does having money help me achieve any of these things? Well, yes. With money, I can do those things. I can go traveling. I can take road trips. I can leave huge tips for people. So let's rewrite that thought. Money supports my happiness. How crazy is that? By changing the thought from money can't buy happiness to money supports my happiness money propels me into a life full of happiness it's a whole new way of thinking or maybe another unhelpful thought you have is i'd rather focus on fun than making money i want to live a fun life i don't want to work hard i don't want to do all that i just want to have fun with my friends if you question that you'd go is it fun when you make money and you might say yes when i make money it is fun but what i have to do to make it isn't fun So you love getting that paycheck in, but you don't love going to work to earn that money. Let's question it further. Would it be worth your time during your one and only life to find or create a job that is fun? Well, yes, of course it would be. So another question for that would be, do you understand that anything you set your mind to is possible, even having a job that is fun? Yes. So let's rewrite that thought now. I make making money fun. I choose a job that I enjoy And that is fun and allows me to make money in a fun and exciting way. There are so many other limiting beliefs we have around money. For example, a few that I really like and resonate with quite deeply is there's never enough money. Money causes stress. I'm too irresponsible, lazy and clueless to make money. You can't make money doing X. So whatever you do for work. It's important to have a secure job. If you get excited making money, it makes you shallow. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to sacrifice having a good and fun life to make money. Money is out of my reach. It's lonely at the top. Who has that kind of money? He or she is all about money. If any of those resonated with you as much as they did with me, then it is okay. They are such normal beliefs we have. So many people you'll hear saying things like money is trouble, money causes stress, and Without even thinking about it, you take that on. You go, oh yeah, that's true. Money is stressful. Money's hard because it's stressful when a bill comes in and you don't know how to pay it. But money doesn't have to be stressful. You can break that belief down and turn it into something amazing and empowering. So have a think about some of your beliefs around money. Once you've figured out what some of your beliefs are about money, question them. Investigate them. Figure out why you think that. And then rewrite them like we did with the examples that Jen provided. Repeat those to yourself all the time. They will change the way you view money, the beliefs you have around money. What we've covered today is just the two main things contributing to your money mindset, but you can change your money's mindset. You can turn it into this powerful, incredible thing by rewriting your beliefs around money, by realizing people who have money aren't evil, terrible people. Money can be used for amazing, wonderful things in life. I'm gonna be doing several more episodes breaking down the things that I have learned in this book and from other aspects of my life and sharing them with you. So this is just the first part, identifying what our personal money mindset is and taking the steps to fix that money mindset, allowing ourselves to want to be rich, to view money as this incredible, powerful tool, this energetic transaction that fills us up with joy and happiness rather than makes us feel dirty and shameful. I want you to finish off by thinking about why are you grateful to money? What makes you grateful to money? What has money brought into your life that you're grateful for? Think about it. Really, really feel those feelings of gratitude for money. See money as what it is, a tool that brings incredible things into my life that I'm grateful for. For example, something that I'm grateful to money for is my dog Willow. If you know me, you know my dog Willow is such an important part of my life. I love her so deeply. I am obsessed with her. She is my best friend. She makes me happy every day. She fills my cup up with joy and happiness. But she wasn't cheap. She is a toy Voodle and they're a bit of an expensive breed. Um, I spent thousands of dollars on her. Which is a lot of money to some people. But that money is the best money I've ever spent. I tell anyone that'll listen how that is the best money I've ever spent in my life. Because it is. The value that, and joy that she brings into my life was so worth spending thousands of dollars on her. I would do it over again to have her in my life. So I am grateful to money because it brought my best friend into my life. My little girl. My princess. My princess. <laughs> And I wouldn't change it for the world. So in our desires for money doesn't mean we just wanna buy things willy-nilly. We wanna use our money for great things that make us happy and make us grateful. I really hope some of this episode has resonated with you and you've heard something in here and gone, oh my God, that's crazy how I've never thought about that in that way before. Because for me, reading this book has had so many eye-opening moments and I can't wait to share some of the other things that I've already read and learnt with you. Next episode we're going to talk about how we manifest money into our lives and how we use the universe to our strong suit and allow that wealth to come into our life freely through manifestation. It's going to be such a great episode. I can't wait to share it all with you. But for now, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcast and leave a review and like us on Spotify. Um, Also, you can follow us on Instagram if you'd like to keep up to date with all of the episodes that are coming out and exciting things. We are at Mission underscore podcast. That is also where you can get the Lockdown Level Up resources. If you want to know more about that challenge, jump back to a few episodes ago. I think it was called something like Leveling Up in Lockdown, where I explain all what the challenge is. But for now, I will see you in the next episode.